What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com episode 116 of star wars and scotch we're here it's me and tim tim has hey. a lot of opinions this morning on the bad batch episode that oh, 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 he texted God. me and he was like ah, i forgot we're doing a podcast i gotta watch this episode like an hour ago so he's fresh he's fresh i watched it at five so um <laughs> if you're not drinking delicious King's Coast coffee, you should be uh, Friday. So two days from when you hopefully hear this, if you listen on the day it drops, Heartbreak Reserve is coming out. It's the first time we're doing barrel-aged Heartbreak Reserve. So yeah. um, for your for your lovers out there, you can go get yourself some Heartbreak Reserve barrel-aged <laughs> lovers why, coffee. Why is lovers Germans? Why is he become Have you lovers? never seen that SNL skit with, just... with Will Ferrell? I, I may have, probably not. It was just like he's it really the, caught me off guard that like the love was very German. Yeah, he's the he's like the the sex therapist, and he just talks about his his lover the entire time. <laughs> he's like when we when we engage in coitus with my lover. Mm, guess no? your hanky right. panky on with some barrel aged coffee. Yeah, Will Ferrell lover skit. All right, I'm I just him I feel like that that's a really bad Google search. Will Ferrell love no, it? No, came, it came. It came right up. It came right up. It's okay. very good. Yes, it's safe search is still on. Just Bring like some King's Coast coffee. Yeah, <laughs> King's Coast coffee.com, Friday noon Eastern. Uh, Heartbreak Reserve barrel aged. Get it while it's hot. Well, it won't be hot until you make it. Well, yeah, and you gotta grind the beans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tickets for to. GCX are on sale, gcxevent.com. I can't emphasize to you enough how great this year is going to be, how many uh, cool things we, we've been holding on to now for two years, because um, last year we couldn't execute on a lot of what we wanted to. So gcxevent.com, you do gcxevent.com slash tickets. There's not a ton of info up there, and there won't be for a bit, but we'll be dropping monthly um, bits of info. You can sign up for the mailing list as well on the website, and that way you get the news before everyone else. Um, so, uh, you know, gcxevent.com. I had a great conversation with someone yesterday about GCX. So nice. I'm excited for this year. Tim, I don't think we're making it to celebration this year. No, I wasn't planning on going to England. I wanted to, but it's just not, it's not in the cards. It's also right after East. East is like two, they're two weeks apart. Which, if I worked for Reed, I'd want to shoot myself. My God! I mean, like honestly, though, like Star Wars Celebration, like I feel like it just happened. That's how I feel too. I feel like do they have that much that they can announce already? I mean, Willow season two will be the hit of this. (laughs) 
I mean, I guess like video game stuff. I mean, like maybe. So wait, so it, it's next month. It's April. Wait, when's East PAX? is the end end of March? I thought PAX East was next month. No, it's the end of March. So it's in April. So we're at the yeah, end of have... January now. So we've got three months until April. Mm-hmm. Like, what is there to? I mean, so I guess man, no, Mando will already be out. Mando will be out. Mando will already be out. We'll probably get a st- skeleton Batch crew. Is already done. So skeleton well, we... crew, Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Acolyte, Acolyte. Fallen Order, Survivor had already come out, so the only other games left to showcase would be the Ubisoft open world game that we're still kind of holding our breath on. And the Overwatch clone, if they actually release that. I don't think that coming out. And I'm sure they'll announce new stuff. So maybe they do have enough stuff, because Indiana Jones 5, we've only seen a picture. How much do you want to bet all of that's going to be BCD stuff? I'll be so pissed. How much do you want to bet? Because I, I guarantee probably, you, everything's going to be BCD. It's like, hey, you didn't decide to come to Celebration? Well, tough shit. Now you don't get to know anything. They'll probably, like, announce that Willow Season 2 is being made. Which, by the way, I watched the first three episodes of Willow, and I like it. So, whatever. Okay, I but I go to like. Star Wars Celebration for Star Wars, <laughs> not for Willow. It's, it's Luke, not Willow Celebration. It's LucasCon, like, at the end of the day. Let's, so let's, call it that. They can't because they won't get as many people to go. That's stupid. Because I just, Lucas. I just, I don't tune it's into Lucas Star Wars. I don't turn, I don't tune into Star Wars Celebration to watch Willow before Obi Wan. Like I, I want to see Ewan McGregor so badly. I'm fine with them talking about Willow and Indiana Jones. I am not fine with them opening the show and forcing me to watch Willow for an That's hour. I'm that saying. I'm not okay with. They should have opened it up with Ewan and Hayden. Like that would have been awesome. Would have been a banger of an opening. Instead, they made us wait until like nine o'clock at night on the East Coast to see what was going on. Remember when we tried to do a watch party for it on your channel? That was terrible. <laughs> that was awkward as fuck. It's like, where's the Star Wars content? I was like, I don't know. No Star Wars stuff opening celebration. So, yeah, I, I don't think we're going. Um, there's there's a very, very, very slim chance that Rare Drop is doing something there with some folks, but it's, like, beyond slim. So I doubt we're going, but the... It's there, so who knows? I've been surprised in the past. Um, we'll go one year, Kevin. Maybe next year. I'm hoping next year they say Maybe it's next year's in, Orlando. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping is they say 2024 is Orlando, which would be very convenient for Tim and I. Super convenient because that was the last celebration that I went to, and I drove down for the day, and I spent the day at, in Orlando, and then I went home, and it was great. <clears throat> we were so close to going to Anaheim. I had my wife on the hook, but then I made the mistake of pushing to go to the Marvel campus at Disneyland, and that's yep. what broke it because it was my anniversary, if you remember uh-huh. correctly. Yeah, I remember. And like you were trying to sweeten yeah. the pot by bringing Amy, and so it wasn't uh, going to be awkward, and everybody uh, was on board, and then you fucked it up. Yeah, I pushed too hard to go to Marvel Campus, so sorry. The nerd betrayed me. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, Who do you love more, Tim or me? <laughs> That's <laughs> someone else. So at least one of us is gonna have a good time on on our anniversary. <laughs> I'll be like, this it sounds like so much me, fun, Danielle. It would have been me. <laughs> this sounds like so much fun. I don't know what you're husband. talking about. <laughs> Tim and I are going to go get dinner. We'll be back later. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah so hopefully it's in Orlando next year because they seem to rotate now. Is this the first time it's in London, though? I think no, maybe? they've done it before and they've okay. done it before there. This is like their, I think it's their second time doing it in England. Orlando, that's my hope. Thanks, Orlando, Thanks. we'll see. Um, skeleton, speaking of skeleton crew, they wrapped filming yesterday or the day before. Um, uh, stunt coordinator George Cottle marked the end of production by sharing a video on Instagram to extend his gratitude towards the rest of the crew and to share his enthusiasm for the upcoming live action Star Wars series, which premieres at the end of this year. I think it's going to get delayed, but that's just my opinion. Um, hopefully it comes out before the end of the year, uh, but I'm sure we'll see a teaser trailer for that at Celebration, um, among other things. The only thing we still have is that one picture of Jude Law and the kids we can't see with that iDroid from Jabba's palace and the one we saw in Mandalorian again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking to that. That's it. That's the only picture we have. So we don't have much info on it yet. Um, no screen. It's not like Acolyte where we're getting all these leaked pictures from the set. And Tim and I are like, look at the fabric on that Jedi. It's, it reminds me of the cover of the book of the, we don't have that with Skeleton Crew. So um, yeah, there, the rumor is that was a Jude law is actually a bad guy. Oh, that's what I'm, I'm reading. I'm down for it. Like the kids are good and he's deceiving them as a bag. I don't know. That's that's what I'm I'm reading. So we'll see. Uh, but skeleton crew. He, he'd be a good bad guy, like a a good anti-hero. He's got that yeah, he's he, got that he's got that yeah. just that presence where he's like he's not like super evil. He's not like Giancarlo Esposito evil, but like he's got that like he's got that um I think it's just his voice. I think it's just like his his British accent. And just the way that he can kind of carry himself, it just he sounds kind of evil. Kind of mastermind. Yeah. I can, I can see that. We'll find out, hopefully, at the end of 2023. But if not, we'll find out um, uh, probably early 2024. Now, my question is, if it premieres late 2023, huh? is it going to be like Andor time-ish? Or get into like... Because obviously we're not going to get Mando season four at the end of this year. Like, let's all level no. and understand that that's not happening. People at our listening, what? What do you mean? It's every year. I don't know what you're talking about. This is this is this is my Mandalorian. No, they'll probably um, slide Ahsoka into the earlier slot, in my opinion. So that would be when Andor released this year. Um, and my guess would be that Skeleton Crew would come next because Acolyte is still filming. So, given the cadence. Ahsoka's like September, October. Skeleton mm-hmm. Crew would be December-ish, if not when's then February. A- when's Acolyte slotted for? Acolyte is, I think it was 2024. Acolyte release. That would be, I mean, I, I, I could see that being spring of 2024. Like, Emily like, rumored the show's coming in summer 2023. They're filming. That's impossible. There's no, there's no way. Ahsoka, I would say, if, if you told me Ahsoka was coming out in the summer, I'd believe that because they're done with that. Yeah, no, that's impossible. Late 2023 Late, is what it says. Yeah, so so I would I would say Ahsoka is going to be the Something's gonna getting be the next delayed. one, right? Ahsoka We're not getting gonna all four. Ah, Ahsoka's going to come after Mando. Those two play in too much to, to each other. The timeline's too too close. Ahsoka's already filmed too. It's being right. Edited. It's done. Like we were, yeah, it's being like finished up and 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 polished and all that stuff. So so Mando's done. Ahsoka would be up next. After that would be Skeleton Crew and then yep. Acolyte. So Acolyte, Acolyte I, Acolyte, I would say would come out in spring. It would be like Mando time twenty twenty four. We also have Vision season two. 
Yeah, but that's a lot like Bad Batch or whatever. You can just like throw that in whenever. Yeah. That could be yeah. like a holiday thing. I think it's you summer. Know? I think this is summer. Oh, then it, then, then it would then it would clean up the downtime between uh, Ahsoka and and Visions Club. also isn't weekly. They just drop they it just all at dump once. it right because it's an anthology. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could. That's I'm gonna stick with that. That's that is that is my belief. That is my theory. Is that the their cadence will be we're gonna get Mando. And then after Mando will be Ahsoka. After Ahsoka, we'll, we meet. We will get Visions. And after Visions, we'll then get Skeleton Crew. And then after that, we'll, and we'll get all these release dates during Celebration. They'll be like, and blah blah blah. Here you go, and all that stuff. And we'll be freaking out. And then like, here's all our release dates. And then we'll get uh, Acolyte. Acolyte next year. And by that time, we'll already be talking about when Mando's season four is releasing. It all depends on how season three ends. I think they'll end the show at four or five. And then we'll see Din in like other shows and whatnot. I think that's how they'll work that one. There was a whole campaign I saw of people that want Luke Skywalker to have his own show now. Well, now that they've realized that what they can do with the CGI and everything. They're talking about Obi an Obi-Wan season two. So talking about that, Obi-Wan season two and a book up. of Boba Fett season two. Well, I, mean, I think I think we all kind of figured Book of Boba Fett would get another one the way that they ended it. It just it ended in a way where they could leave it there or take it off into another season. Like it was not a hard stop on that show, which was really cleverly done. Also, keep in mind there's the production that Favreau has right now that no one knows what it is. Oh, I forgot they're working on some like super quiet project in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. What is we it up up that north? A week or two ago. Up yeah. in like Maine or Rhode Island or wherever the hell it is. Yeah, so we don't know. We don't even know what that is. So, and then the Ubisoft game probably won't release till twenty twenty four, right? I don't know. They've been working on it for a while. I think they've been working on it for like two years now, right? Ish. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if we'll get any new. Hopefully, we get a coder update at Celebration. I'll be I'll be a little disturbed if we don't get a coder update at Celebration. We haven't heard any news about that ever since it moved from Motive to wherever it went. Uh, I think it was a Ukrainian studio. I'm I don't know. Sure. I've lost a lot of a lot of faith in that one. I have also lost a lot of faith in that one. It sucks because a lot of the remakes that we're seeing are like fantastic. Like Final Fantasy, Silent Hill, uh, not Silent Hill, Resident Evil. Awesome. Dead Space looks amazing. I'm not a oh, Dead Space person. I know you are, but oh my god. god, they did such a good job with that, and that's like. Because they kept I mean, they kept the core of the game intact, they gave it a fresh coat of paint, and then they fixed the original devs went and fixed the stuff or added to, and they're like, we didn't have the technology to make this work, but now we do. And so right. like they went back and they changed a bunch of the mechanics. Or like, if we had this, then this is how it would have been. And so it's like, oh, okay, this is really cool. We were talking about it though, is like when it comes to video games. I was talking about it on stream yesterday, is that we find ourselves in this state of nostalgia. And we continuously keep on harping on the times when things were good instead of excited for the unknown and like what game developers could bring out. And that's my fear, Kevin, is that like we're going to keep on going back to these remakes and not actually getting these like newer games. So that makes me scared for like this open world Star Wars game. It's a two it's a twofold problem. The first one part is is these single player experiences that we cherished when we were younger yeah, they can make money off them in a remake because there's there's less development time required for storytelling mm-hmm. and things like that. 
so they can yield you know about even god of war did less than two billion dollars in comparison to like game of service games like that's a drop in the bucket and god of war is award-winning one of the greatest games of all time in my Absolutely opinion phenomenal game so just that's your comparison game as a service is always going to make them more money so it's always going to be the priority which means the storytelling is not going to be there and the, the things that we want so that's kind of the reason where we get nostalgic the other thing is the social aspect gaming has become so just drop in and play and there's no more social aspect so you know when star wars fans for instance think about the old galaxies mmo the sandbox yeah. one i mean like people still play that on private servers Whenever you stream SWOTOR or something, people go like, oh, Galaxies was so much better. Um, so, which, you know, in essence, in a lot of points, it was. So I'm, I'm not making fun of them. Um, but, you know, even I tried with World of Warcraft when I went to go play Classic for my favorite expansion, Wrath of the Lich King. I felt nothing, nothing. And it was in that moment that I said, it was the community I was with. It was the people I played with. That's what made that moment special. Yeah. So the nostalgia that's happening they're preying on it and trying to do these titles that they know like were so meaningful to us at some point in our lives and we will go back and we will enjoy it. But after the 50 hours is over, you know, we need the next whatever to, to continue that, you know, euphoric experience. So it's, it's an interesting time and, you know, and then you have the problem with new games, like look at what's happening to Forspoken right now. You played it yesterday. Like, that's right. That is a rough launch, dude. And then, and then I saw your message when I was walking in about uh, the day before that they didn't oh, even yeah. hold the copyright for the name. Yeah, that game got pushed back, so they say, to November. So I don't understand. So, I, I don't understand how a, a name changes your release date, but here we are. I'm assuming it's the marketing materials, all the stuff in game that they now have to change if they're going to change the name of it. Uh, the trademark stuff is messy. How do you how just I I don't know like a lot of people would say this is gonna be vaporware from the beginning, but like that's the state of gaming. So hopefully Star Wars can save us. I think that like just to kind of bring this full circle. Uh, hopefully Fallen, hopefully Survivor is gonna be a banger. I know I I ninety nine point nine percent is gonna be a banger. Um, but like that's the only Star Wars game that we have hope for right now. Like when it comes to everything else, there's so much unknown. We don't know anything about this this Ubisoft Star Wars game. Is it gonna be good? What is it going to be like? What kind of fantasies do we have to live? I mean, you, Star Wars: The Old Republic. What the fuck? So look at look at look at great example, and this kind of goes back to something we've talked about in the past. Look at all of the games that get modded, and how people will create their own Star Wars experience. Like we've saw the remake of of um, uh, what's what's the one I sent you a few weeks ago? Oh, so you sent me the dia. You sent me was it a, Empire at War? It was a Not mod for Squad, for Shadows of the Empire. Oh, Shadows of the Empire. That was yeah. It was a HD. It was an HD upgrade. Yesterday, I'm scrolling through crap on Reddit and whatnot, and Insurgency Sandstorm has an entire Star Wars mod where you can play as Rebels and Stormtroopers, mm -hmm. and you can add lightsabers and like all yeah. of this stuff, and it's Tatooine instead of you know the Middle East. And it's just, you know, fans at this point have the technology and the wherewithal and the co cooperation to make their own Star Wars experiences. You know, we mm -hmm. saw the code. Remember the coder um, yeah, remake on Unreal that got canned? And now we know why. Mm -hmm. um, but just stuff like that. So it's 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 getting to the point and it, 
this is not exclusive to Star Wars. The fact that somebody made Westeros in Skyrim and, you know, made Middle Earth in Minecraft, like people when left to their own devices in time. Yeah, these things take a lot longer when it's four people sitting in their basement working on it with the only spare time they have. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, that's only going to get better, too. And at some point, Tim, I think there's going to be a tipping point versus we have to create quality experiences again as game developers and publishers versus these mods because some of these mods are amazing amazing and i think there's a reckoning coming in i would say in the next four or five years as the ability to do this on your own increases with better video cards and things like that it's going to it's going to get competitive i that's the best word i can use mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah it would be nice if there would be, if modders and like indie studios had the green light or like the blessing from lucas be like go ahead and make shit just make us content that's what bethesda (laughs) does it would be so sick bethesda has gone as far as making sure you can mod the game on xbox Mm -hmm. because they don't care they they're like cool use our playground and have a great time mojang does the same thing yep and more developers should do that because your product will will probably be more like you know uh sports modding wwe they were modding the game to put like other you know wrestlers from other companies and 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 arenas and all that stuff in there which they have a creation suite in the game but it's not as robust as the people that can do this on their own and because the wrestlers looked better than their character models Uh they shut it down you know but now the backlash is like you know because people were still buying wwe 2k19 to so they can use the mods which look better than what we're getting in wwe 2k22 why not just embrace it and make more money, you know, because you still need the base game. Same with Madden. They shut it down in 2020. They stopped letting the community mod because somebody made an entire. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Functioning mod that had every CFL, XFL, and AAF team. And it replaced it with all the NFL teams and players and everything. And they shut it down. So just embrace it 
and, and let people do it, but also stay competitive. Make me want to buy your game. Yep. Like, that's all. That's it. Yep. Stop releasing half-assed shit. End of rant. <laughs> Star Wars video games. Yay. Yay. Speaking of video games, actually, before we speak of video games, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to pay some bills with more Star Wars and Scotch. We're going to talk about Bad Batch and Galactic Star Cruiser on the other side of the break. And we are back. One thing that was in the show notes uh, that I just pulled up from Yahoo.com. Um, so there's an interview, Tim, with Lars mm-hmm. Nicholson. Oh, um, go and he on. was. And you're not going to like what this Fuck. happens here. Uh, Mickelson, who voiced the character in Star Wars Rebels, recently spoke to Express.co.uk, where he was asked if he was aware of how many fans loved his performance and want to see him return. The actor acknowledged he was and that he would certainly consider an offer to play Thrawn, but that it simply hasn't happened as of yet. Well, I haven't. I and this is a it. quote. Well, I haven't had the offer, but yeah, sure, I would, says Mickelson. I think I think he's doing the shit that they all do in Hollywood now. When they're I like, hope oh, I'm so. Not, I'm not in it. I'm not in I it. I hope I'm so. Not I'm not Tim, in I it. Hope so. I hope so. Bro, there's no way. There's no way. Everyone in Hollywood's doing this. They all did it during Marvel's uh, Avengers shit. Like, oh. I did it during Star Trek, too. So JJ I, I loved he, hiding Khan. I don't believe it. I, I'm I, I hope you're right. And if it's not him, I kinda hope it's Bandersnatch Cumberbund. I I think he one, I think he would cost too much. Hold on. There we go. Um one, I think he would cost too much. And two, I just I don't know if it would feel right. I mean, like I think like body wise and whatnot, he 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 could pull it off, but he's a vo- he's a good voice actor though. He, he could... is he is a very good voice actor. You ever see him uh acting out smog from the Hobbit movies? And he's like crawling on the ground in the suit. It's so good. Under the mountain. Yeah, he's so good, dude. He's he's a method actor. We were in the theater and I was quoting that. And Danielle's like, did you see? We're at the first showing. And I'm like, he's going to talk about how his wings are hurricane. My wings are hurricanes. They missed they missed a few of the book lines, but for the most part, they left them in. So, yeah, I i hope you're right i hope it's not i really mm. i just i, I don't know I, mean, I feel like at the end of the day there's so it's gonna be a good thrawn regardless like there's no way that feloni and like it, i don't i don't think he would he would throw us a bad thrawn because like this character is super important he was important in legends and in the expanding universe before he became canon before he was this hit in rebels um like everyone loves thrawn he's just an amazing character so they have to treat him with a lot of love and care and respect and because it also introduces like the chiss are such a cool species and they bring to the fold a a extremely different dynamic than like any other race that we've run into purely because of them being outside galactic space like them being out in the chaos, them living a completely different life than what we're used to. And like this entire like class system that they have and like all of this stuff that you read about in Ascendancy is really, really cool. And so like when, when you introduce Chiss, when you introduce Thrawn, you're opening up a whole different can of worms. And so they, they have to do it right. And we know we're getting it in, in Ahsoka. It's just how are we going to get him in Ahsoka? That's going to be the next part. Like, are we actually going to see him? Is he going to be a hologram? You know, then you just CGI the shit out of him. You know I mean? Like, they've done it. They've done it very, very well so far with all these other characters. 
But then why um, wouldn't you bring in Lars to do the voice? I don't know. Yeah, I, I honestly, again, I don't know. That's why I feel like we're getting kind of a smoke and mirror trick. I don't think it's a hologram. I think he's the big, I think he's the. He would the, be the big bad guy. I think he would be the either the big bad guy or, you know, it ends up being that he isn't a bad guy at all. And there's a bigger, darker thing out there. That's where that, I think we're going with this. It could be that or it could be the Thanos situation where you're like, is that wrong? You know, but that's like the whole that thing, type but of But that's guy. the whole thing with Thrawn, though, is that when you read the books, you know this, Kevin. You go through and you read the books and you always end up on Thrawn's side at the end of it. You're like, this guy isn't bad. He's just doing a job. And that's all he's doing. He's just doing his job to the best a, of his ability. There's a scale, though. So Thrawn, yes, is in that. Thanos is like, I have a... I have this idea. This needs to be, this problem needs to be rectified, but I'm going to go about it completely the wrong way. Um, and then you have, you know, dark Knight Joker. Who's just like, everything he says is true, but at the end of the day, he just wants to burn everything to the ground. So, um, you know, there's a scale. It's, it's, well, that's the, why it's I the would put Thrawn as chaotic the evil and all yeah, that. He's chaotic neutral. I mean, like Thrawn, yeah. like Thrawn is, he, he, He's a soldier and he he is a tactician and he does everything by the book. And he knew that to serve his house and to serve the ascendancy and to, to serve. I would even say that he's you can't. No, that's why that's why it's like there's so much more to Thrawn than him. Like then like when you see him in Rogue One or not in Rogue One, when you see him in Rebels, he is treated as the bad guy. He is the antagonist for that show. But it's so much deeper than that because like he's. He's caught in a time where he's trying to learn about the the evil that is the Galactic Empire. The Empire he's, is the bad thing that's encroaching on his space. And and the the people of Chila, the Chiss, are afraid. They, they want to know what's out there. And so it's Thrawn's responsibility to go out there and figure it out and then relay all the information back home to the Chiss. The Chiss aren't bad people. There are bad people within the Ascendancy but the overall, like the art, the overlying, like governing body of the Chiss, I wouldn't say that they're bad people. It's just a lot of just political struggle. But for the most part, they all just want to live in happiness. And, and I, I just, I've still yet to see the ascend, or the, the Chiss ascendancy as being a bad force in the chaos. So that's why I have a hard time thinking that Thrawn is bad. He's just doing a bad job. He's doing a really good job at being bad because that's the job that he's put into. He's somewhere if between lawful sense. neutral and lawful evil. Sure. Yeah, but he's not e I don't I still don't see Thrawn as evil. I think he will, Thrawn, he'll do th bad things. So. He will do Yeah, but I mean like what bad thing has he done? Go through the books, go through rebels. What bad thing did he do? No, I mean in the books he's he's the good guy at the end of the day. But in and then in the show all he was doing was trying to eradicate the rebels because the emperor told him to do it. And he's like, well, I've got to keep the emperor happy so he doesn't figure out that I'm actually a, a, a backstabbing double so then agent. So he'd be, he'd be straight up lawful neutral at that point. Yeah, because like he's not, he's not with the emperor, but he's, not against, like, he's also not against the emperor right now. He's kind of just in the middle, just doing his job. All right, so on, the, on that scale, I don't even know what that scale is called. Is it like... Morality scale? I don't know what they call that. Anyway, whatever that, everyone knows what that scale is. You tell us. 
Tweet at us, Star Wars Scotch, uh, Darkness429, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to use, KMagic101, Kevin X Vision. And you let us know where, where Thrawn falls on that on that scale. I'd be curious to hear. Because some of you had some interesting theories about, you know, where um, who took Grogu out of the temple. Someone just listed, like, 15 Jedi. They're like, it could be any of these. And I was like, I saw. I would tweet. say eight. Of, I was like, eight of them, probably correct. Um, but here's yeah, my, tweet at my, us and let us know. Here's my last thing, my closing argument is that I think what we could see in Ahsoka is that Thrawn lays it all out on the table for Ahsoka. And like he ends up teaming up with them. He's like, listen, there's some really bad shit out there. We've got to work together. You know, like that's, like that's the thing that I could see is like, hey, the Grisk are out there. And like this is how you introduce the Grisk. Because we don't oh, have... God. The Grisk and the Yuzong Vong, bring them in, it's we time. Don't, we don't have, we don't have, now the Emperor's dead, and now, like, Moff Gideon is in dead. in custody, or dead, or whatever, like, and, and Gideon is a cool bad guy, but man, he is really not that awesome. Like, when you really, really, like, sit down and look at, look at it, he's a really bad guy from behind the desk, but as soon as you get him out from behind the desk, he's kind of a bitch. So, like, how do you introduce a really cool bad guy into Ahsoka, into a show that's more about like mysticism is going to be more like mysticism and magic. And it's going to be kind of like the, the, the against the grain stuff that you're not accustomed to. Right. It's not the normal Skywalker saga stuff. And so in my head, this is a great way to start leaning into those things that we get just in books in this timeline, like in this part of the timeline where we find ourselves. I think this is a really cool time to introduce like the Grisk. And you think they set it up as Thrawn being the bad guy. Halfway through, it flips, and you know that, like, hey, there is something a lot scarier just right on the other edge of that that thing. You know, they're right on the edge of, of, of deep space. Because we still don't know after Aftermath what happened. We have no yeah. idea. All we know is that we've got, we've got Imperial Admirals and Thrawn that have gone out into the chaos. That's all that we know. And then twenty years later, the new the the uh, the first order shows up. But like, what happens in between that? Where do these admirals go? You know, where do they find Thrawn? Do they all go out to Chila? Do they go to the homeworld? Do they go to just do they go to the myth homeworld? Um, you know, do they go and fight the Grisk? No fucking clue. But you know, this is a great this is a great time to bring it up because like Thrawn is doing all this stuff during his books in the first trilogy. And then it ends up with him going into Rebels. So he had already fought the Grisk. He's already done all this stuff that you've seen Ascendancy or you've seen in, in the, the, the original trilogy books. So why don't you start pulling from some of that and throwing it into live action? Anyway, there you go. That's it. End rant. End rant. I'm excited. I, I, I really like the thought of Thrawn showing up could, could mean a lot of really cool things for like the cinematic <clears throat> universe. For a lot. Uh, it, would, it would be very impactful. Um, Cool. Episode five of Bad Batch, the video game episode. I thought it was a really fun side quest, Tim. I don't know why I didn't like it. There is absolutely nothing in this. And they skim over some of like the cool stuff. Like the 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 Horizon Zero Dawn long neck. Why <laughs> is it that we just like we just show up inside of this thing inside of a mountain, we pull this crystal out, it it wait it it wakes up, it starts destroying everything, and then it explodes. But we don't talk about it. We don't, we don't like, we don't 
we don't mention anything of like, oh yeah, I've seen one of these before. Or like, oh, I've heard legends of these things or anything. Oh, these were made by the Zeppo. You could have like just dropped anything and it would have caught my attention. But literally, this monstrous death machine on this planet we've never been to before, and they're just like, oh, that was really fucking cool, Hunter, don't you think? And then uh, that's it. And like, oh, we're going to go. And, and like Wanda Sykes was, was awesome. Like she was great. I can understand why you, you, you really like Wanda. So like I, I know that you enjoyed this episode with her being there. And it was cool. And it reminded me of like Treasure Island. Like, hey, we've got this map. We're going to go to this. We're going to go off to this planet that we've never been to before and find buried treasure. And then we get in there and there's a puzzle room and like all that stuff. Sick. But like the really big set piece, the big long neck, we're not going to talk about that at all. I was really bummed. Like visually, yes, it was cool. From a writer's standpoint, this was like a side mission. This was like a, a, a mini dungeon. Cool. But anything, anything with actual meat on the bones, any part of the storytelling where they could have actually like gone into lore a little bit or talked about any of that stuff that we saw was completely skimmed over. And I was really disappointed by that. The only reference to the ancients that I could find was Legends. And it was like the Clatonian gods. So there's no correlation to the Zepho or anything that we know or the Ricotta. So I, I couldn't I find saw anything. This as I, I looked. It, it reminded me of like a room from Jedi Fallen Order like yes. when you're in the Zepho temple. Just like the, the, the architecture and just the way that the things were kind of laid out. Um, the big cylindrical doors and just like the nice round edges. That was very much reminiscent of the Zepho temple that we go into for the first time in Fallen Order. And so I was like, oh, sick. Let's tie this together. This will be really neat. They talk about like ancient stuff. We don't know when this, is, when this was. And I was like, okay, like maybe, maybe we'll get a High Republic, you know, nod of some sort. But nothing, absolutely zero things to tie into this episode when it comes to anything else that I could think of in, you know, in Star Wars storytelling at the moment. The only thing that the entire episode, well, I had the same vibe as you with the Zepho. Even the writing looked similar. And like when she highlighted when they had to turn the, the room to walk yeah, on the, the patterns of the UV light. Yeah, it was. Neat. So, yeah, that, that all was reminiscent. I like of that. how they the messed only... it up in the cave. Then this, the, the ceiling kind of dropped on them a little bit. I was like, yeah, you fuck up a couple more times and spikes are going to come out. Yeah, Tomb Raider. I learned that's how I learned that. Mm -hmm. um, so in in Legends, there's in the Old Republic, there's the planet that Vitiate, the Eternal Emperor. Um, what he does is, I think it's his home world, if I remember correctly, or one of his home worlds because he inhabits different bodies. Um, essentially, what he did was he sucks all of the force out of the planet to energize himself. So every living thing, every living creature, plant, water, everything gets its essence sucked out of it. So it looked a lot in the game. It looks a lot like where they were. Mm -hmm. Everything is gray. Everything's like just turns to dust in your hands. Mm -hmm. So at first I was like, oh shit, is this anathema? But they never said the name of the planet. They just said what system it was in. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, tech said, well, like that, I don't have that system. Well, yeah, there's plenty of uncharted, uncharted systems out there from old maps and stuff. So the only correlation that I could possibly make completely out of left field and on a whim is that they were on Nathema, which was the original, um, well, I, I don't remember if it was his home world or something, but had some correlation to the Eternal Emperor from Legends. Yeah, real quick, uh, Nathema, originally known as Madrius, was a fertile mm -hmm. agro world located in the Nathema system of the Outer Rim Territory's Corleon Sector during the reign of the Sith Emperor 
in 5103 BBY. The planet's ruler, Sith Lord Dramoth, was disposed in by his own illegitimate son, Tanabray, who received the title of Lord Vitiate, the rulership of Madrius, from the reigning Dark Lord of the Sith, Marco Ragnos. I like that. Tanabra- that I, like- I love that Tanabray gets, get, gets pulled into this. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that's uh, really, that's really story. cool that Darth Tanabray gets pulled into this. You talk to your, your he's the father. You talk mm-hmm. to him for like, he has a whole conversation you have with his ghost. Um, it's very enlightening. Um, yeah, if you Google pictures of Nathema, you'll see what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I'm looking about, at so. it right now. The surface of Nathema, it all looks very desolate. And <clears> I mean, like, like that planet that they are on definitely looked like the planet had been nuked. Yeah, they, well, and they that, say it looks explain, like it's been glass. Ex- he says it. He yeah. says it looks like it's been glass. And, it, and that makes sense. If you have these machines, these death machines that literally, as soon as they turn on, they start nuking. They just, they just literally burn the surface of the, of the planet. You have, you have an army of those things. Let's say you have a hundred of those things. And, they, and that's all they do is they just burn the ground. Yeah, you, you've essentially created that. So still, it doesn't really like even in, 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 can, in lore, in EU lore, it doesn't seem like any of that is really explained. So kind of bummed. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I had fun with it. It was a fun little treasure hunt side quest situation. But say it, Tim. I know you're dying to say it. This is a filler episode. There it is. Straight it's from, a filler episode. From, like, yeah. I don't know how else you explain this. I mean, like, I'm not arguing no, with you. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying for the people like, oh, here comes Tim's filler episode comment. I mean, just like, I don't know how else you classify this episode. <laughs> it's just like there wasn't anything there. It was visually appealing. But as far as storytelling to continue the story of the Bad Batch and how it ties into Clone Wars, into Rebels, into Star Wars itself from a story perspective, this does nothing. No one's going to think back of episode five of the Bad Batch season two and be like, oh, yeah, unless, unless, unless this was just a glimpse into what is to come. And if they do it like they did last time, like half the season is nothing but just like fun, like happy-go-lucky episodes. And then once we hit the the mid-season finale and we go into the next part, it's just like full, like just hit the ground running, just like here's nothing but but storytelling and lore. So like I don't know. I'm waiting for that like that big that big content piece to drop to make it all make sense. Yeah, I think uh, 18 episodes might have been two or 16, whatever it is, uh, might have been too lofty for them. So we're probably gonna get a lot of these. So buckle up. I just I, I wouldn't mind it if it was like Mando season one or like season two, where it was like, hey, here's one big filler. Like here's one big content piece. Here's a couple filler episodes content piece filler episode but every single one has pretty much been in a filler so far i have a feeling if it's 16 episodes i have a feeling that like seven eight and nine will be main story poignant because that's usually how they do it is like the mid-season is when they start to you know get back to the storytelling and then they'll take another break and then they'll have whatever the conclusion is you know, in the last few episodes, that's, that's the cadence that I would assume they're going for. Yeah. Like we I get, cross, wrong, we get crosshair. We see what Rampart's doing, but it's just like, it's just not an asshole. Really, but like, even like I told you this morning, I was like, holy shit. I forgot that bad batch came yeah. out. You know, yeah. like there and was that, nothing, there was nothing from last week that made me go, I got to watch next week's episode. Um, there was, it was just like, I, I literally, if it wasn't for the fact that you sent me a TikTok about Star Wars, I wouldn't have remembered that it was Star Wars and Scotch Day. 
Just because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not really excited with Bad Batch right now. It's not really doing it for me. They're they're just gonna drop that episode though on you. They're like, oh my god, all right, yeah, I'm back in. That's gonna happen. So I know it's gonna happen. The problem is, is that if you wait too long, you're, there's no way that I'm the only person feeling this. No, no, I guarantee you, we have plenty of listeners feeling the same way we do. So, so. what is so then? What are they gonna do to continue to satiate the the Star Wars fan base? Is you're losing them. Like I would, I would assume you're losing celebration. Them. <laughs> Jedi fallen order. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. But I mean, like there's a lot of time between, between now and then. So we shall see. We'll see. Episode six next week. Last item on our, by the way, the Thrawn thing was in the show notes. I just didn't see it. Cause it was only that one line towards the bottom. So Paul did put that in. I just want to make sure everyone knows that uh, galactic star cruiser slashes prices. Is it time to go, Tim? No. Okay. Well, no, wait. because, because, and the reason why I say no is that I feel like they're going to start, they're going to start sacrificing overall guest experience just to get people through the door to get people through the door. And so I've seen a lot of people on TikTok, these cast members who like were the first people to go onto the ship as as staff as like these characters and they created some of these characters with Disney and with Lucas to live as these people and now they're all just like, "Bye, I'm out. This isn't working for me. I'm done." Um, I think a lot of it is they, a lot of the people were saying that it's, it's pretty grueling. Like they are, they're met they're, They are, they're acting for three days straight. Yeah. Um, they're essentially all, like when they are on, they are, they are the character the entire time when they're off duty, they are planning what's going to happen next for that character. And, and they're trying to craft all that around the guest experience. They have to remember the guests and their names and like try to really make it feel like they're on this cruise and I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot of work. And so it just seems yep. like it seems like the the uh, the cast members that are like the, the actors that are actually putting on the show, they're getting burnt out. Um, it seems like there's just like not enough to really like keep everybody engaged. And so I feel like those those level of guest interactions are gonna get cut to cut down on price. And now it's just gonna be like a hey, here's a fun Star Wars hotel. Like, I think that's what it's going to come down to is that this is just going to, it's not going to be the, the Halcyon Star Cruiser and you're not, it's not going to be this like really cool show anymore. I think at some point it's just going to turn into the very limited Star Wars hotel. The price reduction is going to be huge. And then that's going to be it. I have, I have a very bleak, I think the, I think the future for the Halcyon Star Cruiser is very bleak. Or they could hire folks like me and Tim or, you know, some of our other friends to help them out and consult and give them actual ways to make this interesting and fun. Tim's <laughs> laughing. I'm I'm dead serious. I don't think that would ever happen. I'm I'm looking at the camera. I know that person that works at Lucas is watching this now. Going. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, I think like the the direction. I mean, I, I I think what happened was is that they really tried to they really tried to squeeze as much money as they could out of Star Wars fans and I think it backfired on them. I think that they thought that this was going to be every Star Wars fans experience or uh, like like every Star Wars fans expectation of what a uh, what a a larping Star Wars experience would be like and the problem is, is you made it way too expensive. You That's made it, the problem. You made it a a thing that everyone wants to have but could never get. Yep. 
So and it backfired. It blew up in your face. Like when you're when you're charging like two to three hundred dollars for a custom <laughs> lightsaber that you could go to any of these other websites and get a like a full replica for half or even a quarter of the price. Um, and it and it comes out looking and sounding better than what you could get at Disney. It's just like Disney really needs to reevaluate the overall quality of the products they're putting out because when your when your quality of product that you're putting out is comparable to like what you could get at like Walmart and Target, but with a Disney sticker price on it, it's just like no one's gonna want to buy your shit. I want to believe that's what Bob is doing. He was at the parks two weeks ago, walking around with Josh tomorrow and some of the other execs. So I want to believe that's what they're doing is they're taking a deep dive. I also know, and I we had dinner on Monday, and I said this to Tim and Ben, it's not going to get fixed in the two years that he's staying. So whoever his successor is has their work cut out for them. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's it's so interesting that someone could do this amount of damage in two years. Two years. It- Granted, the Galactic Star Cruiser was created under Iger. It was not created by Chapek. Chapek's the one who executed it. And I think there was influence of his execution within how things played out. Um, I always think I think it was always meant to be expensive and and whatnot, but um, you know, uh, I'll I'll read what it says here. Uh, this week, Disney has canceled a number of Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser voyages. I had gotten these emails too um, from Disney, so I'll talk about that in a second. For select dates in July, August, September, due to low occupancy, those guests affected have been contacted and offered another date with a fifty percent reduction. I am getting coupons for like $800 off. Wow. But still, so, I mean, like that's a $6,000 adventure. Now $3,000 if you got your date moved. So yeah, three still expensive. Minus the 800. So I mean, like, yeah, you're, you're still ending up spending. You're spending about as much as, well, more than. No, what you mine would. was 800 off full rate. There, oh. the people that get their dates moved get 50% off still more than what you'd pay at a Disney hotel, but still you're getting a, you're getting a full LARPing experience. Yeah. I mean, I think they have to bring the price down, but is bringing the price down going to ruin the experience. That's, that's, that's my, that's good. my thing. That's my point is that if you have, you have to make cuts somewhere. And so like for the over, like the actors and the people that are the actual like in costume and whatnot, I feel like getting rid of them would make sense. But then that kills the, it kills what the experience is. So. It kills everything that they advertised. So then where do you start making sacrifices? You can go onto the starship, but you can't actually go to Batu. You're not allowed in the park. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know how else you do it. Like the hotel is attached literally to the park. Yep. It's a part of, it's a part of the experiences. You have like a day pass to Batu. If they made it a, a Star Wars hotel, they would have to renovate it pretty extensively like it would have to be made into a hotel now not just a starship also those rooms look like ass for what you're paying yeah like i mean i don't know why you'd want to like stay like i mean adults in a bunk bed i mean like okay yeah it's it's they definitely cut corners i feel like they cut corners and they thought you know i was excited about the thought of the star cruiser and then when i started seeing like the content creators covering it and people that we know going and Posting it had on Twitter, to be. I just lost the want to do it. It had to be handled with care, and it had to be uh, much cheaper. Those are the two biggest things that I can I can say is it, you made it too expensive. When, when remember the the quote from someone or tweet that said, you know, Galactic Star Cruiser isn't for the diehard Star Wars fans. It's for rich people that think Star Wars is neat. 
Yeah, for Star Wars, it's neat, and, and and other people are saying that like you only get the full experience if you're willing to like throw yourself into it fully. Like you have to you you have to make the conscious decision to envelop yourself in in that setting, and which so, I can do. I'll, yeah, I it would be blessed. fun for sure. But like, think about the people who don't want to do that, who want like the Star Wars experience, but they don't want to like be like in it. Mm -hmm. So they lose out on it. You know, they lose out on that experience because they aren't they aren't dedicating themselves to the full on like LARP. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think this one's going to be. A, a loss in my opinion and like you said it'd probably be converted into something that's just makes them money and they don't have to put you know a ton of effort into so i don't know how you salvage uh, it i really don't know how you fix that problem because it's so it's 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 a niche thing it's a cruise ship that doesn't move yep and that and that's it i mean it's literally a it's a it's a miniature cruise ship on land and Disney does good cruise ships. Like their cruise ship experience is fun, but you're also on a fucking cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. And now you're in this spaceship <clears throat> in the middle of Orlando attached to Disney World. So it's just like uh, I'd rather go to I'd rather go to a nice a nice hotel on property then. Yeah, I mean that that's has where windows. There's fucking windows. I mean if I'm going to immerse myself, I would like to immerse myself, but again, the experience would have to be on point and I haven't heard enough from other people saying even the original experience was like, Oh my God, no one, no one told me that it blew their mind. That's what bothers has bothered me Ever, since day all, one. Yeah. Everyone was like, it's nice. And all the people yeah, that went, that just invited them to doing TikTok. Like, Oh, I had a good time. I mean, there were some influencers and stuff whose kids were crying when they had to leave because they had such a good time and, and whatnot. So I'm not saying like, yeah, but no, no like diehard star Wars fan was like, yes, I felt like I was in the universe for a little while. Everyone, the only thing I have heard is what you just said, which is like, if you want the full experience, you have to LARP back with them. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. And the last time I that I went know. to, and I, I don't know, I, it's just like Disney, I think everybody knows now, by now, that like Disney's kind of tainted uh, for us. So it's kind of just like, eh. But even like going to Batu hasn't even like, the last time we went, it wasn't even that exciting of like a thing. Like we went and it was fun and it was cool to see like Easter eggs and stuff, but still it wasn't like, if I if I went back and I was like I if I was yet to go to Batu I don't I still don't feel like I'd be missing out on something like the rides but, were cool and all that stuff but it still wasn't enough to be like yes this is this is for me everyone is though reporting that cast member Morales is slowly going back I saw a TikTok last That's night good. yeah I saw a TikTok last night it was really cute it was um this guy was pushing his fiance in one of the luggage carts in one of the resorts uh huh. And uh, one of the managers walked by them and he's like, I didn't see anything, but Walt would approve and just kept walking. <laughs> and I was like, that is Disney. Yeah, that is, you know, and that's important. And I think I think under other Bob, mm -hmm. it became about profits. Mm -hmm. And when you make Disney, we will pay the money. You provide the value. We will pay the money. We always will. We always have for many years. You provide the value. We'll pay the money. When you make it about profits and it's no longer about what we're getting, you're in the situation you're in now. Mm -hmm. You know, where I'm, I'm over at Universal, like, oh, this is a lot more fun and more relaxed, you know? Yep. <clears throat> Not drinking butterbeer because I don't want diabetes. Uh, I don't like it. Everyone called me a curmudgeon when I came back. They're like, why don't you drink it? I'm like, I don't like It's like sugar. It's just yeah, pure it's, it's, sugar. It's, like, it's a cream soda with more sugar. 
Yeah, I also didn't yeah. like the the green and blue milk. Just so you know, at Galaxy's Edge, I'm not being biased here. I didn't. I, I didn't they're not for me. They're not That's for fair. me. I didn't have any events. So. Thank you so much for checking out episode 116 of Star Wars and Scotch. Uh, you can check out Timmy's Darkness 429, slash darkness 429, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, and uh, sometimes on Saturdays I see him and I pop in there and I antagonize his chat. You can check out me, Kevin X Vision, on Twitter, KMagic101 on Instagram. Uh, we are Star Wars and Scotch, or Star Wars Scotch, on all your pla- pla- platforms. Platforms? On the platforms. On the platforms. And uh, everything we do is at raredrop.co. You can go click around. Maybe you want to hire us for some cool stuff. We, we just signed a bunch of new clients, so we're flying. Doing work. Having fun. We will see you next week for the new episode of Bad Bastion for episode 117 of Star Wars and Scotch. But as always... The force be with you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.